0: News.
1: It's 11 o'clock on Ben Che, the top stories. A plan to allow new foreign domestic helpers to come to Hong Kong could take effect in the next few days. The police are informed after a Law Society council member seeking re-election is allegedly threatened. And an executive councillor urges public hospitals to let medical workers retire later to solve a staff shortage. The Labor Department says details of a plan to allow new foreign domestic helpers to enter Hong Kong could come as soon as next week. It says it's close to reaching a consensus with its counterparts in the Philippines and Indonesia on how it verifies records of vaccination from the two countries. Officials say one or two hotels will be designated for helpers to spend their 21 days in quarantine. Annie Lestari from the International Migrants Alliance says allocating specific hotels is discriminatory. She says the authorities should also set clear guidelines to reduce the risk of helpers being scammed.
0: We know there are more requirements at this point aside of filling up the form, you know, testing and even vaccination, for example, uh, and also quarantine and the rest. So even last year we received a report, many reports actually, some of the domestic workers who supposed to come here and they were not able to fill up all the required forms by the Hong Kong government online. And some of them are being cheated in the airport because some people are offering their service to fill up all those forms in English, and they don't even read and speak English. So I hope they will come up really with the guidance in our languages to help us ease all those process and requirements.
1: The Law Society says it's made a report to the police after one of its council members withdrew his candidacy for re-election, citing intimidation. Jonathan Ross announced he was pulling out of the forthcoming election for the society's governing body because of safety concerns. In a statement, the society's president, Melissa Pang, said she was informed a candidate had received threatening messages tied to him withdrawing from the election. Executive Councillor Lam ching Choi has urged public hospitals to raise the retirement age for medical workers amid concerns about a brain drain. He spoke at a forum to discuss plans to amend the law to make it easier for Hong Kongers who train in medicine elsewhere to practice in the SAR. Wendy Wong reports. Dr. Lam said helping overseas trained medics work in Hong Kong would assist in maintaining the quality of services. He said allowing public sector medical staff to work beyond the age of 60 would also help keep standards up. However, he said any such proposal must also take into account the promotion hopes of younger doctors. Speaking at the same forum, the president of the Public Doctors Association, Tony Ling, noted that only those who joined the authority after 2015 could work until they were 65. He said it was a good idea to allow more staff to work for longer. The authorities' chairman, Henry Fan said last week that turnover rates for doctors and nurses had increased, partly because of people emigrating. The Health Secretary Sophia Chan has welcomed the airport authorities' announcement last night that all staff who come into contact with incoming passengers will have to be vaccinated. Professor Chan said this was the right move, given that a requirement for passengers to test negative would not stop every COVID-positive traveller.
0: For those people who are working in the areas whereby they would have uh, close contacts with the inbound travellers or transit passengers, then uh, it is important to protect them and also to ensure the, uh, they are vaccinated. So I think this is really basic, whether the airport authority would deploy or redeploy uh, people who are Uh, vaccinated to work in certain higher risk areas is of course their internal um, organization and mechanism.
1: The Center for Health Protection has reported three imported cases today. They arrived from Kazakhstan, Nigeria and Venezuela. The convener of the Executive Council, Bernard Chan, has welcomed a decision by the National People's Congress Standing Committee to postpone a vote on adding the national anti-foreign sanctions law to the SAR's basic law. He said he's happy Beijing is listening to views on the matter to ensure the legislation can be implemented effectively in the SAR. He says the government is listening to the concerns of the financial sector. And on to the weather, mainly fine but with isolated showers tomorrow. The minimum temperature will be about 28 degrees, but it'll be very hot with a high of about 33 degrees and light to moderate southwesterly winds. The outlook mainly fine and persistently very hot in the next few days. Currently, it's 29 degrees Celsius, the humidity 75%, and you've got the very hot weather warning in force. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11.00. The Taliban's co-founder and head of its political wing, Mullah Abdul Ghani Barada, is in Kabul for talks on forming a new Afghan government. A spokesman said militant commanders, former government leaders and religious scholars would all take part in discussions. Michael Semple, a former EU deputy envoy to Afghanistan, says Mullah Barada's future position is not yet clear. It's by no means a foregone conclusion that he will actually emerge as some kind of president at the head of a government. Um, that really depends on the, the negotiations, not between Taliban and you know, other political forces in Afghanistan, uh, but on the, sort of the, the manoeuvrings and the negotiations within the Taliban movement itself. Uh, to get an idea of where Mullah Brader has come from, uh, he started the, the jihad against the Soviets in its final years as a humble foot soldier. He rose to become the deputy army chief during the Taliban administration of 1996 to 2001. During that period, he was known as a tough commander. Mullah Barada is also the man who signed the agreement with the United States that led to the American withdrawal. Australian police have clashed with thousands of people protesting against strict COVID lockdowns in Melbourne and Sydney. Mounted officers in Melbourne used pepper spray to break up unmasked crowds who broke through police lines and chanted freedom. Police made more than 200 arrests. In Sydney, more than a 1,000 officers thwarted rallies. The state of New South Wales has recorded more than 800 new cases, the highest number for any Australian territory in a 24-hour period. Health Minister Brad Hazard made this appeal.
0: Go and get the vaccine. There is no time now to be selfish. It's time to think of the broader community and your families. If you are actually spreading the virus, you could be responsible for people's deaths.
1: Police in the Spanish city of Barcelona dispersed more than 6,000 people from the streets overnight on the first Friday without a curfew since the middle of last month. Many spilled onto the streets after bars and restaurants closed at half past midnight. Hurricane Grace is moving westwards across Mexico from the Gulf Coast after making landfall with sustained winds of up to 200 km an hour. It struck the coast in Veracruz State as a major Category 3 storm and threatened significant flooding and mudslides. The BBC's Darren Bett has more on its progress. This is a major hurricane. Now, it is moving over land, and as it moves over land, it's moving into mountainous area of Mexico, and so the storm itself is going to get ripped apart, if you like. The winds will drop significantly, it will weaken significantly, but the rain's going to keep going for another 24 hours or so, and there could be as much as 450 millimetres of rain falling. New research suggests people in Britain swear less than they did 30 years ago. Dr. Robert Robbie Love, a lecturer in English language at Aston University, has been looking at the data.
0: I have to say I was very surprised to observe
1: that overall the rate of swearing had decreased significantly. Potentially, one reason is that, of course, words simply perform functions in language. And it may be that some of the functions that we perform or used to perform with swear words, we're performing with other words that may not be considered swear words as time has gone on. But the study indicates that while the number of obscenities used overall has decreased, people say the F word far more than in the past. In sport, the Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola says he's encouraged his players to get vaccinated with the number of positive COVID-19 cases rising in the Premier League. Fellow managers Nuno Espirito Santo, Steve Bruce and Graham Potter have also called on players to have the vaccine, as has Arsenal's Mikel Arteta, who side-played their opening match of the season against Brentford with key players unavailable after returning positive tests. Gunners striker Alexandre Lacazette is still sidelined with COVID ahead of tomorrow's match with Chelsea.
0: Lacazette like still hasn't trained, uh, so it's not been really good. Over had a training session yesterday, um, but yeah, they were affected by the by the virus, um, and Alex something similar as well. So, so yeah, they were ill.
1: And to end the news, the top stories again. A plan to allow new foreign domestic helpers to come to Hong Kong could take effect in the next few days. Police are informed after a Law Society council member seeking re-election is allegedly threatened. And an executive councillor urges public hospitals to let medical workers retire later to solve a staff shortage. The news from RTHK.
0: Someone who should check herself before she wrecks herself, huh? Robbie Williams with Candy. It's uh, kind of sweet other than the isolated showers tomorrow. Tonight and tomorrow is going to be mainly fine with temperatures ranging between 28 to 33 degrees. It's going to be very hot during the day. Current temperature is 29, 29 degrees with a relative humidity of 73% on Arctic Radio 3.